Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. This week on the PR Moment Podcast, I'm interviewing Caroline Kinsey, founder and chairman of Circle PR. Caroline set up Circle 20 years ago, and today it is a £3.5 million independent PR firm. Caroline, welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Thank you. Caroline, you've run Circle for 20 years. That's a long time. How does that feel? Well, it makes me feel really proud. Um, And at the same time, I look back and think, gosh, where has all that time gone? Um, When I set up Circle, I had no idea that it would become the the business that it has become. Um, There's been lots of milestones along the way and and lots of challenges. When you started it, did you, I mean, it's sort of an an impossible question, but did you you, you think, I'll do this for five years, do it for 20 years? Did you have a a time scale in mind in any way? No, I never had a time scale. You You didn't start it to sell it or anything like that? Gosh, no, never started to sell it, never had that plan. What was the motivation? Was it a lifestyle business? What was the... The the, the initial start of it all was to have a greater work-life balance, actually, and and to, I suppose, be more present for my two daughters at the time, who were five and three, and to to really um, work for myself, ultimately, because I did have a a sort of drive and a passion and, and I suppose, an entrepreneurial spirit that I wanted to to really, you know, drive my thinking forward. Did you know you had that when you started it, or did you figure that out afterwards? I, I, I think I always knew I've got great drive. I mean, that is something I have had all my life. I've, I've inherited it from my dad, I think. So I've always had this real sort of prolific energy. Right. Um, but I didn't quite know that I was then going to channel it so well into, you know, building a, a business. Sure. I'm just intrigued by that drive. What, is, what, is that, what does that manifest itself as? Ambition? Um, jumping out of bed? What is it? What is it? Yeah. Well, how does it manifest itself? I suppose... Um, I'm somebody who, if I commit to something, I have to commit 110%. So what right. I've learned about myself in life is actually I've got to learn to say no because once I do say yes, I can't let people down and I can't do anything at half, half-heartedly. Right. I, I've really got to you know, do my very best and bring out my best. Um, okay. All right. So, I mean, you know, just thinking about PR moment, over, we've only been going eight years. You've been going more than double that. But any business has a few ups and downs over the years. Um, There's a sort of life of the of of circle as as a business sort of fit into convenient stages of of growth and whatever else or or has it been a bit less it, predictable it, than that it's um it's been quite a steady growth pattern actually if i look at it over the last 20 years it really has grown to the most part double digit growth every year year on year which is fantastic but you know when i think about that question i, I suppose i can break it down into um, you know, the big decisions that have happened over the course of the 20 years. So right. going from, you know, myself as a, a one-man band in, a, in my converted one garage, band. one lady band in a converted garage, to then hiring my first employee, I remember that being a very major mm. milestone mm. in the business. And well, you never look back. isn't it? Your, your wage yes. bill, oh. I don't know about doubles, but you know what I mean? It, yes. Yeah. Well, you've just suddenly got responsibilities. Mm. Um, and, 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 you know, now we're a team of, of nearly 40 people. So that that growth has, has kept so going. So how long were you, were you Caroline Kinsey Inc? And, and then all of a sudden you had to hire, a, how long do you hire your About first person? About a year. Person? Okay. So it was a year. And then... So you took I, your time, actually. Took my time. Yeah. yeah, took my time. And then we were up to about four people working from 
from my home actually Uh, and then we the next major decision was then you know signing on on, for a lease of of new offices and we're now sort of three office moves ahead and we've got offices in in, in Beaconsfield and Paddington so that was another major sort of they've been major milestones and I think the, the big sort of change throughout the, the 20 years has been our, our reputation. Um, when we when I first started Circle, I had McVitie's as my first client. We worked on the trade PR remit for McVitie's. And so Circle Don't in talk its Jaffa early cakes. days... Oh, is it a cake or a biscuit They're then? my Pringles, do you know what I mean? Once I, <laughs> once I start, I can't stop. Oh, but, I, I'm the okay. same, I promise you. So right. let's thank goodness there's none here at the moment. Um, but I suppose the biggest shift for me and the, the biggest point of pride is, is reputationally where we started out as this trade PR agency working for you know, a well-known client, yep. which ultimately then attracted other big-name clients. Um, and now we are you know, this very highly respected consumer brands PR agency. So when did that change happen then? When did you uh, – well, so actually more uh, – what led to that change? Was that just a change in, in the people you employed or did the clients come to you and say, do you know what, we wouldn't mind you giving, helping us out with this? What, what was the uh, I think a lot, the of, a lot of, of our – a lot of our, our core of our portfolio is still food and drink, and that's very much sort of the heartland of my expertise. And then slightly outside of food and drink, we have FMCG, and then slightly outside of that, now but on we the have food and drink, for example, is yes. it is it trade and consumer? Or, yeah, well, yeah, that's... Our, well, our very much our strategic positioning these days is is influence in the round. So okay. we talk about working with our clients to really um, influence the whole gamut of, of stakeholders from okay. trade consumers to so actually your, your trade pitch bodies. would be that. It's the same concept of work, whether it's consumer or B two B, potentially. Absolutely, okay. it's you know the core of our work is 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 influence and and delivering that in the most relevant and credible way possible. Okay, but back to the, my core, of my question. There must have been a few ups and downs. You can't have had double digit growth for um, twenty years. I always think that because I mean it comes back to my own experiences. Running a business when it's growing. Is it, I mean I don't want to underplay it, but it's not actually that difficult, is it? Because you've got you've got mm. you can make decisions based on or more money, frankly, than you had last year. So you can afford to give people pay rises and all that sort of yes. thing. But it's when businesses, like all businesses do, I don't think it's something we'd be ashamed of. You tend not to grow every year, and and things go up and down, and that's when it's challenging, and that's when it's difficult, isn't it? But so if you, I'm not asking you to give any detailed financial things away, but when those challenging um, occasions have come. What have they? What, what do they look like? And how have you? Because it's quite interesting that you've managed to grow that business over a, a yeah. twenty year cycle. There's not too many independent independent PR firms no. that are still independent after twenty years and still doing very nicely. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I mean we've only had one year in that twenty where we didn't grow. So right. I mean okay. it, well, it has been a so fabulous track been pretty, record. Yeah, it really wow. has been quite solid. Wow. Um, and they do say that's actually, really rare, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's, well, I don't know. About... It is rare, and I, it's, I think we've been very considered, and we've been really, you know, focused, and yeah. we've been really. I think smart in a lot of our decision making, be it around people or around offices okay. or around resources or around our IP, we've just really had a very focused. When, did, when you say, and I'm not approach. trying to, catch, I'm just intrigued. Does that does smart mean conservative? What what is that? No, I mean to... I, I think smart doesn't mean conservative. Yeah. Actually, I think because of having an entrepreneurial start to this business, I think actually we can afford to be 
bigger risk takers. Um, I mean, a great example of that was seeing our new offices in Paddington on a Wednesday and signing on the lease for them on the Thursday. Wow. Yeah. Premises scares scares me. I'm like, I still, but maybe that's just something I need to get over. Premises scares everybody. We've got (laughs) Paddington offices in the WeWork building, and I think WeWork is a fabulous... sort of proposition actually okay. and really um, it's the uber of the London rental market and I think they they, they make sort of property decisions easier um, right. and so I think more flexible basically yeah anyway. far yeah. more flexible and this I think this is not that's, an advertorial for we no but, this is, but it's that, that flexibility that we build into our business model which okay. is what's made us successful and it is about working smarter not harder you know we can have much faster approval and decision making processes we can have much quicker and easier communications we sit in open plan we've got hot desking we have no offices for anybody so you know we can work much more sort of with much greater agility okay. i mean a great example and, and, of that and talent i mean that's the other thing for agencies yeah. so if you've when you say you've been smarter one of the other i mean i get the premises thing but you also said talent so how does but i mean that's a commitment then isn't it and Gosh, I, I know yes. that's something you take very seriously so well, that's that must be yeah, go on. Yes. Then it is. It's something I take really seriously. I mean, I've yeah. always, always, always put my um, my team front and central in my agency. I have this belief in business that, you know, you have to put um, your people at, at the heart of, 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 of everything you do and kind of the results will naturally play out. And that's really proved itself at Circle, actually. I think we've won more employee engagement awards than any other agency, for example, because okay. we really do focus in on the culture. Um, and looking after our people is, is fundamental in all of that and giving them that sort of flexibility and that empowerment and that, mm. you know, ambition and exposing them to sort of, you know, the vision for the company and sure. sharing that with them. Because it's a serious thing, employing people, isn't it? It I mean, is. You know, especially, at a, I don't know, especially at a senior level, but when people have got mortgages and kids and things like that, you, you, it can't be a punt. It has to be something you believe is going to work. Ben, I really, um, honestly, I, I think my number one responsibility in life is, is helping pay nearly 40 mortgages. That's yeah. how I see my, yeah, my yeah. role in the business. So it's a really important responsibility. And I take it really seriously and we have really rigorous you know, recruitment programs Processes so we can make sure that you know that, that that individual's right for the business, but the business is right for them. But I mean, to go back to your point about how how have we recruited talent over the years, um, and how have we managed to sort of you know I, I'm very proud of the staff retention levels that we do enjoy. I think it's because we've we've had to be really flexible, and that's played out in some of our flexible working practices. Okay. You know. I, Sometimes I have a, a wry smile on my face at the moment when I see some of the sort of flexible working practices other agencies mm. are sort of bringing to bear. And I think, gosh, I, I had those in place 20 years ago. So from my first employee um, to, to current day, um, everybody from account manager and above works at home on a Friday, for example. And we have quite a number of people doing um, reduced working weeks. And it's not just open to parents. It's open to other people who have got other, um, you know, hobbies outside of outside of work that we can sort of help support them with okay let's come on to that later but i just want to um explore a little bit about the genesis of of, of circle you, you touched on it a bit but the you, you, as far as i'm aware you launched business with not a great deal of agency experience um so how did, how did it all come about? Because it's it's a brave thing to do, isn't it, to, to launch? Yes, I had no agency experience okay. at all, Ben. I'd never worked on the agency side of, of PR. I'd worked in-house yeah. at McVitie's in a PR role, but I'd only been doing that role for a couple of years. And prior to that, I'd spent 10 years in, in, in marketing roles, right. um, both in the UK and in Belgium. So, so when, you left, did, when you left McVitie's, did they say, 
go and set up an agency and we'll use you? Or, or was it not to as clean honest, as that? To be honest, it's a bit like a Willy Wonka golden ticket moment. I mean, right. I, I, I do go back to that moment when I, you know, really have to thank McVitie's for sort of the courage they took. When I announced that I was going to resign and set up on my own, I hadn't thought that they would then approach me and say, Caroline, we'd like you to be, you know, we'd like us to be your first client. Um, So you've suddenly got this ready-made client on your list. And I I do believe... You hesitated for quite a while, did you? You uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a whole nanosecond, Ben, you can imagine. Um, You know, I bit their hand off and went racing out the door with them as my first client and of course you know you've got a great client on your on your on your yeah. on your client list and that's why the first year I think I was too busy to think about employing everybody yeah. else I yeah, didn't yeah. want to let them down cool. and then it attracts other great clients but I, I do also believe that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have I suppose ultimately worked hard in my career for them to then invest that trust yeah. in me um, so you know did, hard did work you does feel, pay off. It's always hard to say whether you felt because you didn't necessarily know but the it, it must have been a learning curve to, work, to 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 set up and run an agency when having never run an, been in an agency before. Um, may, I mean, maybe an advantage. Yeah. I don't know, but you well, know, it's, um, yes, it's sort of a blessing and a curse. I mean, it's interesting. At the time, I was reading James Kahn's autobiography, and there was right. a line in there that really. I didn't know. Sort his, of, I didn't, what was he doing twenty years ago? But uh, uh, oh, he's always up to something. Right. But um, he he had a mantra in his book, which was observe the masses and do the opposite. And for some reason, that really spoke to me. And I thought, if I am going to set up a PR agency, I'm really going to look at sort of what is out there at the moment and what's on offer and try and do things differently. And and we've always sort of stuck to that approach, really. So, you know, where I've already mentioned about the flexible working on a Fridays, you know, at the time, and this is 20 years ago, there was a lot of agencies being known as sweatshops and and, and quite high burnout for for young people. So I've, I've created a business model where by the for the most part my team leave at six o'clock and permission to have a life outside of work you know we, we have a very collaborative approach it's not a them and us between senior and junior management we have weekly team meetings very much give business updates to to the whole team um, and we just try and do, do things differently okay in 2015 um, the MD of Circle and Kendall died very young of pancreatic cancer. Um, that must have been a, a huge shock to, to you and the business, I guess. Just just talk me through how you cope with that and, and I suppose how the business cope with that. Gosh, I mean, yes, it's definitely the, the, the most difficult part of my whole career is is um, the, the, you know, the tragedy that happened with Anne. Anne had joined me in 2003, so right. had worked with me for, for 10 years. And over that 10 years, I suppose, we, we formed different roles with each other. She was like my work wife, my, my joint shareholder, my fellow director, you know, my good friend, you know, my, my, my overall partner in crime. And we, we definitely helped build Circle together, yep. hand in hand. And, you know, never a crossword in in all that time. And she she fell ill in sort of early 2013 and was diagnosed with various different, you know, um, things. But but eventually it got identified as as pancreatic cancer. Um, And of course, she which is a very aggressive, fast developing cancer and and, and. one yeah. where, where you don't have a great deal of time, frankly. Um, Generally but, not, um, actually. It's it's a very low prognosis and a very fast, rapid um, 
particular cancer, as you say. But actually, Anne did battle for for twenty months. Yeah, um, which was and we and you know she was she had such steely determination. Yeah. I, I genuinely thought she would um, beat it, but really, yeah, I did. For I a should, long I might time, as well tell I thought this, she would. My dad died of pancreatic cancer, which is why I have a, a knowledge of it. Yes. But, um I know it's it's one of those that. Um, it tends to be a very short um, diagnosis, and, yeah. and 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 then you, you don't necessarily have that much time. So the fact that Anne battled on for for so long is um, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Well, it's but, a measure um, of her sort of uh, her, her character. Yeah. I mean, she she really was a fighter, but at the same time had real calm and resilience. And it's interesting because now, not with her in the business, I, I think I've adopted yeah, some okay. of those characteristics because the business to, really needed them. Yeah, right. Yes, really yeah. needed them. Okay, and so, um, but I just, I suppose. Well, yeah. First of all, let's just just talk a little about Anne's legacy. We write within Circle. What, what what do you feel that is for a moment? It's that calmness, is it, that you're alluding to there? Yeah, very much calmness and drive and and you know collaboration. She okay. was a real mentor to people. You know, a lot of people who will remember Anne will remember how she never. She always had enough time for everybody, and she always gave such great counsel, both to clients and and to, to individuals. So, you know that that's something that we've really taken on board with her no longer in the role, and we we've we've tried to extend the mentoring in our business as much as possible. So we've right. got a you know all our account directors, associate directors are in a group called Future Leaders, and we have a lot of mentoring for them as a team. And we've got we've launched something recently called. Couch Club, where we have one-on-one mentoring, um, including myself, to individual account executives, for example, so that you know there is really direct route through to to senior management to help upskill people. Sure. Um, and then but, in terms of just Anne's legacy, we still raise funds for pancreatic cancer. Okay. Very proud to say I have uh, run the Brighton Marathon wearing a, a purple tutu, uh, the colour of pancreatic cancer, um, and the whole team last year did a, a tough mud. Not the whole team, twenty of the team did a tough mud event um, raising money for, for that particular charity as well so we, mm. we really do try and do our bit to raise monies for, for research okay and and from a personal perspective I mean um, your I suppose it's, for, from Caroline Kinsey's side of things you're you're grieving you've also got to continue to run a business um, and so that's I mean that's and you've got the person and you've got to take on a, another role as you, you kind of said there so mm. that's a a hugely challenging time for you and the business, isn't yes. it? Just, just you know, without doing delving down into to, no. to, to personal details. But how, how did you, you know what, how, ben, how did you cope with that? Well, thank you for you know showing that empathy because you 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 can't you know obviously plan for anything like that. And to to date, the most difficult thing professionally I've ever had to do is to stand up and, and let my team know about the situation with Anne right. and and to then sort of galvanise them to say what Anne would want clearly is to keep the business on track. And um, she was, you know, you cut Anne open and she would have bled Circle. So she was very passionate about Circle. So, you know, that that was very much what we wanted to do on her behalf. But it was incredibly difficult. And, um, you know, she was... she. I wore a number of different hats with her. But, right. um, we, you know, she was... Yeah, it was a difficult time, but but it, it, it was a it, difficult time, and I still remember every day. Yeah, and right. I mean, you know, Circle's success will always very much be founded on her contribution to, to the business. Okay, okay. Moving on, you've been you've worked in PI I think since nineteen eighty six. 
for something like that? Would you agree I with that? I have worked that... in marketing PR since 1986. So yes, I graduated so we... in in 86. And I never know. I mean, it's always a it's always a, a, a sort of comic strict debate, isn't it? Is it is it Emperor's New Clothes or has PR really changed that much? You know, in, in a sense, everything's changed, but nothing's changed. But do you think? Do you, how much? What do you see as the changes to not not circle particularly, but yeah. but as a, a as a sector? Are we are we doing different things? Are we more important than we used to be, or or, or less? So. Yes, gosh, I, I I see dramatic change, okay. um, and particularly even in the twenty years since running Circle, so across thirty years, even more so. Um, I mean, PR when I first started out in the role. I think others would agree, was very much an afterthought. We were last to the table. We were bottom of the food chain, however you want to describe it. We, we were very much shoehorned into media relations, and that was our sort of first and only remit. And, you know, fast forward 20 years on and the whole digital revolution, and we have really catapulted ourselves, you know, very much sort of, I think, around that that sort of C-suite table yeah. and certainly, you know, being integrated with all the other agencies um, and if not on occasion being the lead creative agency. Uh, and I think that role only sets to get stronger, actually. I, I do think that with the increasing, increasing importance of influence and the increasing need to build deeper relationships of, of trust, um, then our role can really help cement that for brands and companies. And how do you think PR is doing on that? I mean, completely leaving the circle thing out of it uh, as a profession. Do you think we're doing a good job? Do you think we're missing opportunity? What, what's your... Gosh, I, I think, you know, call me biased, but I think we're doing a great job. Yeah. I mean, I think PR is really stepping up and, 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 and upping its game and, and, and changing the, the, the level of respect we have and the level of strategic consultancy that we give to clients. It's an intriguing one, that, isn't it? Because on the one level, what you're talking about is, is very activated content driven stuff mm. and the other level it's 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 council corp, yeah. council in it, in its in its most um, uh, um advice driven form yeah um so you think we're winning on both of those yes i do okay. i actually do i mean i think there's sort of short and long term gains to be had right. when companies engage with you know pr as a profession, right. of course, there's all the fun, it, creative, tactical, yeah. exciting, sort of here today, gone tomorrow um, initiatives that happen, but are sort of underpinned by a much greater sense of, you know, management, protection, enhancement of, of, of reputation, right. which has always been and, our And the two things are not mutually exclusive, are they? They're, they're, one would lead to the other. To be honest, you know if I mean? they're mutually exclusive, then yeah. it, your clients are wasting their money. I right. mean, it abs- more and more, PR needs to be a much more strategic approach and more and more. I mean, this is something I certainly encourage my teams to do is very much work in partnership with clients and everything ultimately has to be considered and proposed and executed in order to deliver against the client's commercial objectives. So getting your teams to understand the client brief and helping even the clients to understand what they want from their brief and the end results is just more and more important. Uh, I mean, even this week, Ben, my whole team are going at all levels are going through a real intensive, strategic, creative um, uh, training process, um, a program um, every day for this week, um, working in support with a, a planner so they really understand how to unlock insights, how to interrogate briefs, how to marry it up with commercial objectives of the client. Okay. But do you get the sense then that um, public relations as a, as a 
a sector, if it is a sector or a profession, whatever, um, is sort of grabbing budget, grabbing market share from, from other areas of the Marcoms mix? I mean, I, I guess there's always going to be winners and losers on that, but in general terms... Yeah, in general terms, I'd say it is. Okay. I mean, there is a land grab going on. We all know about it. We've all been there. And different agencies are clearly developing different disciplines in different ways. You know, we used to be about PR. We're so much more than that these days. We're PR, we're digital, we're we're experiential, and we're creative. You know, people people are building on their, their skill set. And, of course, there is a sort of crossover um, but I think the agencies that ultimately will win are those that are giving the best sort of strategic um, consultancy and, and, and delivering it with the best creative thinking. Sure. OK. Wellness, you've mentioned it a couple of times during just this podcast, but wellness at work is clearly something very much of the time. Um, but it's something you have genuinely, and I'm not just saying this because Caroline's on the podcast, um, been talking about since I think we met in something like 2006. Um, you were definitely ahead of the game on that one. Yeah. Um how come it's something you've always been so passionate about? Oh, I am so passionate about wellness. I am. It is just something that uh, personally I'm really passionate about. I do do a lot of fitness and uh, invest a lot in, in, in that side of things because I just believe there's no downside to exercise, really. It gives you better energy. It gives you better sort of health, it, therefore less illness in theory. Right. And and I think hopefully a, a more positive outlook um, I mean, generally. De- it definitely does, doesn't it? So, I mean, mm. that's not... But the, the trouble is when you've got some deadline you've got to hit yeah. or you've got to go and get a train somewhere yeah. or you've got this report to do. Do you know what I mean? It's that practical bit, isn't it? Yeah, of um, course. There's always so going to be things that come in the way. Exactly. There is. So, so, so how do you get around that that problem? Because, I mean, well, that, I don't think anyone is ever going to stand up and say, do you know what, I wish I did less exercise. I, I get that. Yeah. But in a, in a time-intensive deadline driven environment like public relations which i mean that's not it's not specific to public relations but you, there, there is oh that tendency oh, i'll go tomorrow or go this afternoon which there which... is in fact um we've thought around this problem and again i suppose you know observe the masses and do the opposite springs to mind here okay. because a lot of other agencies perhaps offer gym discounted gym memberships to their team but actually you have no um sort of insight as to whether they then use the gym and whether it is actually of benefit to them. So what we've done is bring the gym to the office. So we now have um, classes at lunchtimes right. um, throughout the week that the I remember team... once you wanted me to go to one. I, like, <laughs> I can't make that. I know. Suddenly you back down then. No, no one, never understood why. But I mean, it's working really well. And okay. the team, are, you know, you actually have to tear yourself away from your desk for an hour, but that's really important at the same time. Um, and we're sort of working towards so doing a team so event in the summer a a practical thing of of making it easy it is very much i mean we're all time poor whatever anyone who works in this industry is time poor if if caroline's up there doing whatever class it is then there's no excuses yeah caroline and the rest of my board um everybody's up there so therefore it's been really well embraced if you're the new account executive you kind of feel that the pressure is to go to the class not vice versa you know what that's that's (laughs) right there's ultimately you know it's your decision but i'd rather it that way the pressure is to go and we will will be looking to do a team event which is great for team bonding um in the summer um but you know we also do well-being we call it well-being in the round ben and we're going to be we you know twice a year we have a whole day within the agency where we really help support people's if you like physical mental and and um, emotional 
additional needs. Right. Um, and so we, we, we have lots of fun and different and interesting like? initiatives. Well, I mean, that sounds like a good thing, but what does um, that look like in, in, in practical well, terms? Well, that, that means um, people from various charities coming to talk to us about yeah. mental health, for example. Right. It also means a little bit of pampering, I suppose. It means also some nutritional workshops. Um, and, and one of the biggest things we've done recently, which perhaps doesn't necessarily hook into the wellbeing days, but we've undergone this process at Circle where we've worked through what everybody's individual values are right. and how they ladder up to the company values. What, so, what happens if they're uh, direct opposite? <laughs> thankfully, I'm joking, I'm joking. thankfully, <laughs> they have all married up to the, the company values. Okay. But it's so interesting these days, isn't it? Because I think before you perhaps had a somebody you were at home and then you, you came into work and you put your work mask on. And, yeah, okay. and more and more these days with flexible yeah, yeah. working and yeah. working from home, we have to be our whole self. Yeah. And you have to know people at a much more human level, I think, to work better with them. It feels a bit, a bit forced to not be like that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, very much, yeah. very much. And I know it sort of de- generally comes from the top and cascades down. So I think it's really important that you, I am a very human, approachable, accessible um, leader in the business. And I understand and respect ind- people's individual values. So it's been really extremely well received. Okay. And it would be remiss of me not, not to ask you what, what's happening next for Caroline Kinsey. What if you're, um, if you, is it things, I suppose, both personally and, and, yeah. and with Circle, what's your... What are your ambitions and your plans from here? Well, it's a, a, a good question. And, of course, I'm always thinking, what what next? Um, we do have some exciting plans coming down the track um, for Circle. Um, in the, the short term, one of those plans is we're going to be working with the National Film and Television School, who are around the corner from us. Right. They've just won five BAFTAs this year, and they are uh, a postgraduate school. So they house videographers, illustrators, composers, editing suite so rather than bringing it in house uh, again observe the masses do the opposite we're going to be working in collaboration with them which allows us to give great cost efficiencies to our clients so okay. so that's that's in the very On short the sort of term something that's happening yeah right. okay. um, we have some more exciting plans which i will be sharing with you in the next few months teaser wow. campaign okay um and on a personal level I, I'm doing a half Ironman um, this summer in France, so that's so going to be that quite challenging. Like what, is that, what does that mean? That is a just over a mile swim, 60-mile bike ride, and then a half marathon. Let so, me get my head on that. Uh, uh, just over a mile swim, yeah. a 60-mile bike ride. Yes, and a half marathon. Wow. So In uh, France, so in it's f- going to be quite warm. It's going. Thank you, Ben, for reminding me. Yes, this this, this weather the at the swim. moment is not exactly ideal training, but right. it's good for the um, swim, but bad for everything else. Presumably, it's it the is. swim that I always think with those things. I mean, I, I take it me doing breaststroke at the back is not really the look. Um, not no. really the look, Ben. No, you're going to have to work on that style. But I can do front, front crawl for how far? Did you say uh, just under a mile? Just over a mile. I, I'm, but do you I don't know even what? get how I could even uh, get close uh, to doing I, that. I have only just learned to swim. So oh, really? it, yeah, a, about a year ago. So I think Blimey. it's like anything in life. It's actually probably quite a good metaphor. If you actually set a goal and you work back from that goal and you plan it and you add in a little sprinkle of drive and determination, I think you can make it happen. But be, being realistic, I'm not going to win the half Ironman. No, but if I can... finish within the time, I'll be happy. What's the time? Um, eight hours. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's quite intriguing, isn't it? So you learned to swim a year ago. Yes. And in uh, and in eighteen months later, in effect, you're yes. going to swim just over a mile in in the in a lake 
with lots of people yes. around you potentially being quite competitive. Thank you, Ben, for wow. visualising this nightmare for me. But well, let us know how you get on. Thank you, I will do. Caroline, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.